You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, you're ready to make people rich? I've been doing it all my life. No, let's go. <laughs> all right. Uh, how did how did last weekend go? Oh, last weekend. I, I, I think quality for okay. you know the 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 say. I mean, come on, come on. Like you can't. I went ten and six. By the way, you okay. can't hold against me. One, you guys winning. You sure. can't hold that against me. I apologize uh, on behalf of uh, the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Yeah, it's 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 definitely your fault. You Agreed. can't hold it. You can't hold. Um, what else was was really really odd? Um, who was it? Oh no, yeah, the the Cardinals losing. You can't. Oh, I know. That was you crazy. can't hold that one against me. I mean, I think I, I went on a out on a limb with the Bears against against my right mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the yeah. Browns finished. You know, like, uh, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay with these things. Ten and six is a good week. Nothing wrong okay. with ten and six. You'll take ten and six all day. All day. That that is going to make you some uh, make you some loot. I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me, and uh, we've got. <laughs> well, we'll see how many of these games get played this weekend. But right now, <laughs> quite a few on the schedule. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Bucks heading to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. It's the rematch: Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Super Bowl in 2017. I don't remember which one it is. 52, maybe. Feels right-ish. And Bovada has the Bears plus four. I'm calling all Chicago anyone. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I will. There will no be. Sh- there will be no shame on me. Um, Tampa Bay is doing weird things. Uh, I'm, I can't quite pinpoint what's happening with the missteps. Yeah. Um, it can, it's it, it. It doesn't always look the looks like the offense is out of sync uh, when time looks bad. So I don't. I don't want to keep doing the miscommunication thing. Um, but then he he does this thing where he looks great. Yeah. And he finishes the game, you know, with with the basically a perfect passer rating. So I think that carries over, and uh, that's enough to beat the Bears. So right now, uh, Mike Evans is questionable. Although I think the expectation is he probably plays. Fournette's doubtful. That's looking like a, you know that's going to be a wasted signing, and maybe the Jaguars know more than the rest of us. Uh, Chris Godwin looks like he's out. Um, Scott, you know, OJ Howard's out for the season with an, with an ACL. Yeah, this is a, this is not what this Bucks team anticipated, but I think you're right. I considering the bears lost Tariq Cohen a couple of weeks ago. I think they probably still have enough to beat the bears. It's uh, I don't know that they're going to go as far as some of the betters would have thought the Bucks were going to go this, uh, this preseason, but good enough to beat the bears. The, Ah, surprising Carolina Panthers head to Atlanta to take on the, I mean, I don't know. Is this surprising that they're 0-4? I guess. Sure. Surprising Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Bavada has the Falcons minus one at home. Yeah, it's it's a it's a flip of the coin. I mean, the minus one at home tells you all you need to know about what the Falcons have accomplished yeah. this year against the Carolina team that you're really still scared to put your money on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have to face that fear because... Uh, they're playing good football. It's not like um, they're catching teams slacking like you would you would think. I mean, they've got two good, consistent wins where um, 
Teddy Bridgewater is taking taking the the bull by the horns, and mm-hmm. and that's what you brought him in for. So while you're you know Matt Rule is getting his pieces together, they look stable, they look sustainable. While the Falcons look everything except that, um, and that turns into a win for Carolina. Yeah, Bridgewater playing good football for the Panthers. You know, making the most of that wide receiver core. DJ Moore's been good. Robbie Anderson's been really good. Mike Davis has been good. I know, right? It's, I don't like it either, but he's good. Uh, and Mike Davis has been good uh, in replacing uh, Christian McCaffrey. 16 carries, 84 yards and a score last week. So I think McCaffrey's going to miss one more. And, you know, this this team might just end up being interesting by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, major sh- I mean, Matt Rule, uh, little known fact, Matt Rule uh, and I are not close, but we're one degree removed. And we've had a pretty good conversations. A, a good friend of mine um, was his OC, quarterbacks coach, then OC, then assistant head coach, Adam DeMichael. And I mean, the guy is proving what he what he does so well, and that's develop. He gets guys, he knows what he sees, and then he knows how to get the best out of them. Um, he's done a great job developing athletes at Temple. And now, you know, Carolina looks just good. They look good for what they are. Um, and that's going to bode for an interesting team come, you know, three or four or five weeks when other teams are facing either, you know, their crucible moment, the crux of their, you know, time, or mm. they're going to be better. But I think the Panthers are, are going to steadily get better with what they have. Well, I don't know that we can apply any of that to either of these two teams, but they are going to play a football game this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Houston to take on Romeo Cornell and those Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans minus six. Um, good for Romeo. Uh-huh. I <laughs> guess. Never thought, I guess. Never thought he'd be in this position again. So good for him. Uh, the Texans. This is a, this is a weird thing happening mm-hmm. in football, man. And, and and the Jaguars aren't experiencing this. And they are supposed to be the dumpster fire. They are supposed to be the team that is the head scratcher. But they're actually just a pretty, you know below average team that can scare you and i uh, think that that they'll uh take advantage of the the non you know starting of of the texans you know the texans are in a place where they cannot even get going mm-hmm. you know their alternator's not working and, and and i think deshaun watson is as poised as he can be um and, and what he can bring to the table the, bill o'brien was running everything so you know it, it makes sense what the texans look like and they've gotten nothing out of cooks and they will continue to get nothing out of Cooks. And, and, and if they can't score against this Jaguars team, who isn't that easy to score on in, in moments, um, it's going to get embarrassing. So pick the Jags. Oh, boy. So yeah. we're saying let's go. Bavada's got the Jags money line at plus 225. If we're talking an outright win, that is a big payout for, yeah. uh, for people who are willing to put their money where their mouth is. This is this situation in Houston is a really weird one, not just because Romeo Cornell is the coach again, but you know, after that 2019 season, they gave Bill O'Brien the GM title as well, something that, you know, he did nothing to warrant, but he had the title. Four games into the next season, he's out. The Texans have a giant payroll. They're 0 and 4. They owe their first and second round picks to the Miami Dolphins. This is a team in a really bad spot right now. Yeah, and you know what the worst thing is, Chris? It's hard to feel bad for them. I, no. What I need to do is, is you know, individualize some of these players. But the situation has been so obnoxious for at least a year and a half. I think it's been throbbing in this in this direction, and so it's like, yeah, of course it's going to be here, and you've got to pay the pay the price for just the foolishness that's occurred. 
Yeah, you traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, they deserve to be terrible, and good luck to whoever takes over that team. It's It'll be interesting. There's pieces there, and I, apparently J.J. Watt and, uh, and Bob got in a giant argument week three during practice, so... This is a long time coming, although I would not have guessed that, that O'Brien was the first coach to lose his job this season. Well, he's, he, he certainly deserved the title at the end of the day. The Los Angeles Rams head to Washington to take on the Washington football team. Bavada has the football team plus seven and a half. I mean, okay, so Ron Rivera, love the guy. Yeah. Hope he feels better. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a cause for what... I'm about to say, because any in any other circumstance, I would never accuse Ron Rivera of this. Maybe they're waving the white flag. Um, the Kyle some, Allen flag? Yeah, because not only is, is Haskins not starting, he's the third quarterback. Now, I saw that. And it's, out, it's weird. And, you know, I just don't know in what direction, what else can you do except expect to maybe more uh competently lose it'll be a less you know you know blunderfield loss but almost loss guaranteed and so um that's what you're going to get and the rams are are uh, i think right now as steady of a team as as you can play in the NFC so uh it's going to be hard they're going to be hard pressed so give me the rams and the line yeah i guess we kind of saw this coming a little bit on um uh... On September 28th, Ron Rivera came out and said, you know, there's a cutoff point for me in waiting for Dwayne Haskins to improve. But then, you know, he on the, you know, this past weekend, he goes out, he's 32 of 45, pass heavy game because they're down, plays okay against the Ravens, and and Riverboat Ron's like, all right, Kyle Allen time. Yeah, and uh, it, it may be a thing where, where really, I, 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 I'm not hoping, but it may be a thing where like. It's just not. It's just not worth it right now. We're we're really not invested in the guy. Yeah. Um, let's really start. Let's put our energy elsewhere. And Kyle Allen allows me as a coach, um, and an overseer and a very very good manager of of teams to start looking elsewhere instead of developing this guy that I don't really love anyways. Kyle's just gonna do what he does. I don't have to say much, um, and we can we can get on our merry way. I do hope to God that they do not put Alex Smith into a football game though. It's very it's that's not a thought I even want to have because all all I do is replay that video where it is the most awkward celebration of being able to play football when you're yeah clearly not ready to take one right for any form of an NFL tackle yeah all he's all basically like okay great please don't make contact with me I don't yes, want to get please. hurt again and it that's understandable yeah like that guy could, that guy could have died because of that leg injury. Like that's a bad leg injury, <laughs> right? Like all things considered. So yeah, let's hope that uh, Kyle gets out pretty uh, unscathed and and they lose accordingly. Oh no, I want Kyle. I want Kyle to go on a run. I want him to. <laughs> I want him to pick up three, four, five wins. I want the Redskins to commit to him long term. You know, I'm thinking a contract starting at twenty five million a year, and I feel good about that. I feel real good about that. Just don't that's... think it's gonna happen. <laughs> What are, what are the odds that that happens? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, no comment. That's fair. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus seven. 
Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are pretty. Steelers fans, eh. Uh, but you guys, I'm just at a loss, man, because Wentz was, did great things against this Niner team. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is I don't think they're sustainable great things. It's not what you want to happen week in and week out. Is it possible against the Steelers? Actually, yes. Uh, the the it's gonna have to be um the way they get after football uh get after a quarterback, but I just don't see it happening two weeks in a row. I think there was a little magic and a little shock from the Niners, and now I don't think the Steelers are gonna come in with that same uh, lack of respect for what they possibly can do. So give me the Steelers here. The two pot well three positives to take away from this Eagles game this past week. Carson started to play more like Carson again. He it seemed like he was having fun. He was using his legs and all the while playing with a group of wide receivers that was not superior to the or like any of the groups that you had at Robert Morris. And you know, Jordan Maialata, the big Australian rugby player gets his first start at left tackle, plays great. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of reason to be excited about Jordan's future, especially as Jason Peters just gets hurt week in week out. And then the defense continued to get to the quarterback. They lead the NFL with 17 sacks through four games. Those are the reasons for optimism. The reasons for negativity are everything else. Right, right. And, so, uh, good times. I mean, I don't know. How do you actually feel? How do you really feel? I don't want to be in first place. Look, I'll, I'll, <laughs> look you're, you always take being in first place, right? But <laughs> when right. it's... My position has always been... If you're not good enough to compete for the Super Bowl, I want to be as bad as possible so we can add talent and then try and be as try and compete for the Super Bowl that next year, especially in this season when it just it just feels like let's get through it more than let's worry about what happens too much. I'll take the high draft pick. I'll take, you know, adding a, an impact linebacker like Micah Parsons or an impact wide receiver like Jamar Chase from LSU and go from there because there's going to be massive change on this Philadelphia Eagles team this offseason either way. If they're Anyways, good, yeah. it's going to happen. If it's bad, they're going to happen. There's going to be wholesale changes to this team and I'm you know I'm cool with that. Like I'm I'm ready to see the 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 young guys like you know Miles Sanders and Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard have more of a role in the offense and the offensive line it looks good with you know, if my lot is the real deal at left tackle and you have Dillard who kind of does look like a bust from the left tackle first year, uh, first round pick a couple years ago, Nate Herbig's playing. Okay. Uh, Jack Driscoll looks good when he's, he's being forced into the lineup. So uh, you have hope and there's, there's some interesting young players on the defense as well. I just, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't, I don't think they're good enough to compete this year and I don't want to go through the charade of trying. No, that's, that's, that's real, man. I'm not quite there as a fan, so I applaud that approach. The Indianapolis Colts head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Bavada has the Browns plus one and a half at home. Ooh, I was, oh, Bavada, I was curious. I was really curious, and I, I, this is a tough one, so I am glad I'm not, I don't have to play the role of Bavada, but um, it's hard to go against what this Colts team is doing. Um, Phillip Rivers has settled in. Yeah. Really strange to say. Yes. Um, but De- defense is great. The defense is great. And have they met their match in what this offensive line is doing? Um, it's really going to come down to Baker Mayfield not making mistakes. And mm-hmm. right now, I'm not comfortable with that. We're going to see a pretty good game, a pretty tight game uh, when I say good. But I think uh, I'm going to roll Colts here. This is an interesting game in the evolution of Mayfield. You're absolutely right. He's done well the last couple of weeks not turning the ball over, something that has plagued him throughout his career up until that point. 
he needs to continue that this year. The most the most important number he can put up this weekend is a zero in the interception column. The rest of the yeah. stuff doesn't really matter as much. Uh, just for the record, you and I are uh, we're taking part in some some competitions, and uh, I I put uh, I put two fifty down on the the uh, Cleveland Browns money line here. Ooh. That's how confident I feel. I'll I'll gladly I'll gladly take up an L in my record column this week for you to 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 benefit. Mark of a true friend. Thank you, sir. The the New York football giants play the head to Dallas to play the Dallas Cowboys in a battle of someone has to win this game. Bavada has the Cowboys minus 10. The Cowboys aren't there in terms of, you know, what the heck uh, and compared to the Giants. But, yeah. man, if they can't stop second-level plays of any kind, we're not just mm-hmm. talking about run games, second-level plays of any kind – Give me your hitches. Give me your seams by your tight end. Give me your swings. Give me your, you know, your 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 power plays. If you can't stop anything second level, then my goodness. Um, but the Giants can't com- <laughs> convert anything on the no. second level. So I think this week the Dallas Cowboys are safe and they get a a well refreshing win without the worry. Give me the Cowboys. And that win could vault them into first place in the NFC East for the record at two and three. Yes, so strange indeed. Um, Dak has 502 yards passing last week in the loss. Do you know how many yards? Well, take a guess. How many yards Dak Prescott is currently on pace to throw for? Okay, just off the top of my head, so I'm not even going to think that much more. Um, 41. Uh, What if I were to tell you that number is 6,700 yards? You can't do stuff like that because I'm a sane person. <laughs> it is 60. That Dak is on pace for 6,700 yards passing through four games. Just insane numbers. And like I, I was so sure that they were going to win that game against Cleveland when they scored that third touchdown, got the third two-point conversion the last weekend. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> then they they made this suit, like, super weird decision to squib kick only it was one of the squibs that didn't get through the first line of uh, of the return team. So it, it they the Browns get the ball at the fifty, and then the end around to Odell happens and uh, you know game's over. But man, that, I just wanted to see how many yards Dak could throw for because that was a game where nobody could stop anybody. It was uh, you know I, I feel like when we start baseball seasons, the old adage is that the hitting's ahead of the pitching. And I feel like maybe because we didn't have a preseason this year in football, the offense is ahead of the defense. I just will the defense catch up this year because the numbers teams are putting up are astronomical. No, it really feels like that. I'll give you that. It feels like you can you can make a few plays and get the points up and get the yards up, but the defense is having a hard time making those stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what we're seeing. And, and then. Add add physical contact and injury, and you're like, okay, defense, will you ever catch up? So it might be one of those years. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's interesting to watch, if nothing else, if frustrating to, to be a part out, of. Sorry to interrupt. To no. point out, um, I think that's a, a part of this could be realistic resurgence of the run game. I mean, how many of the teams do you actually think are are dedicating to the run at this point? It's, it's basically like Tennessee and Cleveland. A little bit Minnesota. I've been Baltimore, I guess. Okay, so I'm wrong. It's the more old story. 
Let's just get ahead of that right now. The the Minnesota Vikings uh, head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, who recently signed Snacks Harrison to uh, to their practice squad. The Seahawks will be minus seven at Pavada. This is actually the perfect game for the Seahawks to lose. Uh, but the the fortunate thing for them is that the Vikings won last week, so it kind of you know it balances out that 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 underestimating thing mm-hmm. on that sometimes the Seahawks do where they like what team are you deciding to be today and, and I think t- this week it'll be oh yeah the best team in the NFC so uh we'll get that and you'll get a Seahawks win plus the line and the final game we have on the schedule right now just because there aren't lines for the three games of being affected by coronavirus the Los Angeles Chargers Monday night football head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints Bavada has the Saints minus eight. I mean, the Saints are playing better football. I mean, the Chargers are playing better football than the Saints right now. Justin Herbert, man. I did not see this coming. It's the guys, man. It's happening. I think I think evaluation is, is still a step slow. I think I think we're a little off with our with our conversion and evals because we knew what Herbert could do. It's similar to Josh Allen in ways. Um, where it's like those things that were fundamental flaws that you look forward to finish grading out a, a potential prospect aren't the things that are finishing off a potential prospect mm-hmm. anymore. Um, if you've got that itch to to get the ball out, if you've got that, you know, that weird like, are you sure you want to throw that? Um, right. But it, it provides you success more than 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 uh, than negative plays at the college level. It's looking like that is a trend that can, can can semi-continue in the pros. And that's what we're seeing. And the Saints have a very good, pretty good to very good defensive backfield routinely. Um, so there's going to be some some opportunities to, to give headaches. But um, if the Chargers can, can reel in uh, Kamara and, and not necessarily the trick plays, but the, um, the well-designed Kamara plays, I think the Chargers win this game. So I'm actually going to go out and say the Saints haven't looked great. Beating the Lions with one touchdown and coming back from 14 uh, down is no thing to hang your hat on. Um, Give me the Chargers here. Does it change your opinion at all that it looks like Can't Stop Mike is back in the lineup this week? Oh, is he back and Eckler's out? I don't. mm. Eckler out four to six. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. That changes. That changes what the offense is able to do. Mike Williams being back does make it hard for the for the Chargers. Mike Thomas, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Thomas. I'm sorry. Ah. Yeah, I've got to be a while. I, I I don't want to be one of those people that can't admit, you know, when the things are are stacked up. So give me the Saints here. Jeez. Okay, so officially you're going if Michael Thomas plays Saints. If he doesn't, Chargers. Yeah, that's if we're in, in the in, you know if we're in in our living rooms. But because we're on one of the most highly regarded podcasts mm-hmm. in the industry, I've got to pick Saints unequivocally. Oh well, look, I'm not confident that Michael Thomas is going to play. It's just that I think <laughs> I think he might play this week. <laughs> So, but look, I, I admire the the bluster upon which you uh, you you give your opinions, and uh, I think people should follow them and just not even pay attention to the fact that they might be based on my incorrect information. I go for it. Just just go for it. That is it. That is it. That is what makes that is what makes life go. <laughs> right there. All right. Well, take Mario's advice, and you will be richer than you were uh, beforehand. If if uh, things hold to form, uh, no guarantees, and 
just for the record here. I don't want to be, I don't want to owe anybody any money. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna end this show right now because this is going nowhere. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.